Good morning, wood, concrete, glass. Um, we are in the rainy part of the year now, so I'm just going to see how how uh, the audio holds up to uh, to the elements here. It's not raining too bad right now, actually. It was raining a lot harder a few minutes ago, but I see how the traffic noise and the the umbrella. The umbrella noise is, that sort of thing. Oh, there we go. So I'm going to talk into the mic a little bit closer. There we go. But we were discussing zoning last week. I'm back, back to work here. I have every second Friday off, so I, um, I'm able to, I'm able to uh, take that time off, and, and I don't do the the podcast on those days. So you'll see a daily break here and there. Um, but we were talking last week about the. Um, Sort of the planning process and, and sort of filling the filling the vessel or filling your head with uh, information and and ideas before you get going with a build. And I can actually relate a pretty decent story from the weekend. So um, the local art gallery had a had a presentation here in, in Vancouver uh, of, called Cabin Fever, and uh, it just closed actually yesterday. Went there on the last day, but. Um, really interesting um, display because it, it broke down all these different cabins that have been built throughout history and cabins I mean also they're probably the actual dwellings for these people as well but like each region of Europe had its own style so it's sort of interesting how how the same idea of shelter which is essentially what your house is it's just shelter had, took so many different forms, um, oftentimes because of what was available to them. So if you sort of transpose this into um, today's house building uh, techniques, it, it sort of speaks to the same. So like you, wood construction is available here in North America because we actually have a fair bit of um, lumber at our disposal. Um, but you wouldn't see wood building, wood construction techniques in areas that don't have trees, right? So this sort of sort of goes into the the down the rabbit hole of using what's available to you and the constraints that your geographical area um, offer. Uh, oftentimes, when you're thinking about exterior treatments um, and that sort of thing, what you see in the magazine won't necessarily work in your climate. So if you live in a really rainy, um, a rainy area with uh, lots of humidity and moisture content, like it rains however many high, you know, whatever a high ratio would be, like say British Columbia um, or um, even some northern environments where you get lots of snow, you can't, you can't use wood treatments that are going to get eaten up by that weather. So you have to think about that as you're, as you're going through your planning process. Just because it looks good in California doesn't mean it's going to look good in your um, conditions in, uh, in British Columbia or, or somewhere else in Canada. So you have to sort of think about that stuff at this very early stage. So yes, you can like those types of things and, and keep them in mind, but then think about a a treatment that will work in your geographical area. So see if there's products that can that can replicate the look that you want. Um, you might find that there's certain areas where um, glazing works better 
in um, in the in the geographical areas that are closer to the equator. Um, but you might have a product that is designed for your area that allows for still the use of, of glazing, but it, it won't have the same heat loss or or the other different um, the other different um, issues that you can come across when when considering um, that type of installation. So, what this cabin fever um, um, exhibit sort of showed was how how to consider a site. So they had lots of like little models built um, where they showed the topography of the site, uh, and then in the framing style required, um, they then built the small um, the small structure to scale, probably one to a hundred scale or something like that, and it really like showcased how you're gonna you're gonna consider and build in the topography into your design um, really show like showcase the, what makes the lot valuable so if you're on lakefront you want to be positioned to look out at the lake um, you want to have all your glazing facing what you want to look at now you'll get into arguments with um, probably some energy consultants or they'll say no no you want to you want to like depending on the orientation of north south and what hemisphere you're in of course but um They'll, they'll probably say, no, no, point your, point your glazing at, at, uh, to, to maximize light so that you don't have to have high heating costs. And then if, if it happens that <laughs> you have glazing to the south oh, or, or whatever the heat loss is, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll take it from that point of view. Um, so you'll, you could work in conjunction with them to say, okay, I really want to showcase the view that's probably my premier, my premier objective. But I also want to take um, advantage of the passive heating that, that comes through allowing light into the house. But I also want to keep in mind that light, or the heat needs to stay in the house, so I don't want heat loss through the backside. What is the best way for me to put in windows into this, de this design, right? So you have, you have a lot to consider with that, right? is that you have to think first, a style that's gonna allow for the type of windows that you wanna propose. Then the windows have to go in certain spots. Then you have to think of your setback requirements and and all this sort of thing. And I was sort of getting into the zoning um, last week there, when you're, when you're talking about setbacks. And, and the reason setbacks are there, as mentioned previously, is not only um, not only like sort of use of neighborhood and, and allowing people not to live right on top of one another, but for spatial separation. So you'll have windows that not only let light into the let in, light into the uh, home, but they can also shatter and blow out and have fires spread from from one property to another based on your proximity to the property line. Now, when you're building a cabin. Oftentimes, you're, you're building it on, a, on an acreage um, or a, a recreational property where you probably setbacks aren't something that you're too concerned with. Um, they weren't for these, for these examples that I was looking at over the weekend anyway. Um, there are a lot of open field, like beautiful, like treed properties and that sort of thing. But um, when, you're, when you're getting back into the residential um, 
renovation and, and redevelopment of, of, of residential properties, you will have to really consider your um, your spatial and, and side setback um, permissions and that sort of thing. That's why a lot of a lot of interesting design comes when you have no um, no windows down the side of your house, um, so that you can you can increase that side. You can you can get as close as you possibly can to the sides. Um, and then you have skylights and, and that sort of thing. And, and then lots of windows at either end of the house to allow for air movement through the house. Um, and um, light gets through through the skylights. So uh, if, you, if you need to consider um, that, that the reason um, the setbacks are there is to protect fire spread. Um, also, windows are required in bedrooms, oftentimes, check your code, but um, for egress, so to give an emergency exit uh, in a bedroom, just in case the fire breaks out in the hallway and you need a place to jump out. So that's sort of the, the glazing, but we're uh, sort of getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> this, uh, this little walk just came off the, the inspiration of, of looking through these um, cabin structures um, and I was I was sort of just wanting to give a little update as to how I go about sort of filling the the creative vessel how I I mean this is my business so I this uh, I enjoy thinking about um, you know you look at you look at the designs and the floor plans and I mean I can I could sit there and look at the look at the floor plans for some of these cabins for for a long time and sort of see constantly question why okay why did they do this why did they do that and there's always a purpose to these things um, and you just try to look at it and figure out why why they would have done things the way they did um, and that's I mean that's the beauty of this whole thing is that once you start understanding um, the process you, you all of a sudden take interest right the understanding breeds interest in, in the whole industry and so as you start recognizing how a floor plan works um, how an elevation corresponds with the floor plan like we'll get into all this stuff uh, down the line but all of these component pieces build and build and build until you really start taking quite a bit of interest in you. and until a point where you can stand on site and in your head you start seeing okay this is what the front elevation is going to be like garage on this side um, maybe living room as I walk in and you start building and you start thinking in floor plans you start seeing elevations sorry that was a big truck big truck that just rolled through but as you can see I'm I am out on the out on the walk the, the rain you know fell but it didn't seem like it was too loud so hopefully the uh, the audio of this is okay but let me know in the comments you know I haven't actually received any uh, any of these anchor questions so please hit me with your questions um, and I can I mean I'm not getting a lot of listens at this point either I, what I'm trying to do is is put a stockpile together of enough of these and then I might push it a little heavier with uh, with social media and, and try to get a bit more eyeballs on this or, or I guess earlobes on this thing but uh, it's been fun for me actually you know like you, if you, you open up a different part of your brain when you 
when you talk for 10 minutes to a microphone instead of just listening through your headphones to something else. So this is more for me than it is for anybody else. <laughs> but uh, it, it cements certain ideas in your head as you explain it to somebody, which is the, as I mentioned before, the STAG model. Teaching is an important, uh, an important part of the process. So once you've, once you've really filled your head with a lot of the um, research and that side of it, now you have to explain it to somebody. And it's in the explaining where you start figuring out your uh, points of weakness and you have to go focus on those areas and, and uh, report back to whoever you're trying to teach when you get the right answer. So that's it for today. We'll, uh, we'll cut it there. Have a good day.